spiritual bypassing, in my opinion, is absolute bullshit. Like you can't, (laughs) you can't ignore your fucking emotions and then expect to attract all this dream life that you've been creating for yourself. It's just not going to happen because these emotions are going to cause the abandonment of parts of yourself. They're going to cause the betrayal, self-betrayal in order for you to move quote unquote forward and to stay in a quote unquote high vibration. You have to let go of parts of you. And that's not what we're doing here. That's not what this is about. Like on this show and this podcast with me here as a guide, we are not letting any parts of ourselves go. They are coming with us and therefore we have to be present with them. So a lot of intuitive cultivation is actually with our willingness to commit to all parts of ourselves, because when we have these emotional blockages in our body, in our energy body, we are actually separating ourselves from our intuition. Hello, my loves, and welcome to Bad Witches Only. (laughs) I am your host, Allie Schlenner. I came on with some zest today, didn't I? Like, are your ears okay? Um, This is Allie Schlenner. I am your host. I am an intuitive life coach and an energy healer, yoga teacher, spiritual, bad bitch, all the things. Um, (laughs) If you don't know me, that's my introduction, classic. And... um, Today, we're going to talk all about intuition, which is really fun as fuck. And I have some questions that y'all asked me. But before I dive into questions and like the main topic, I would love to share with you some really exciting things that are happening in my life because, duh, life, excitement, all the things. Um, And I really... I want to go into a life episode or an intuitive living episode and just kind of outline um, what my life has looked like for the past year, how I've been living intuitively, what that means, and share a little bit of the behind the scenes because from the outside looking in, it looks like, holy shit, what is this girl doing? Is she okay? And then also it looks like, holy shit, she's attracting some serious fucking miracles. How is she doing this? And which is true. And to be honest, the how, (laughs) how is she doing this? How is Allie doing this? How am I doing this? I don't have all the answers. I don't know or understand how things are unfolding exactly as they are, but they are unfolding this way because it's the way it's meant to be. And because I've made this deep commitment to live intuitively. And that means trusting my intuition, trusting the guidance from the universe over my logical mind, over my egoic thoughts and the the voices inside of my mind that tell me that's not rational, that's not logical, that's not going to work, or that gets stuck by how would that work? So the past year of my life, I have been in devotion to living intuitively, in devotion. And I've spent, I mean, I've spent a lot of my life living intuitively, um, more or less like the 10 years the past 10 years, but it's just gotten so much stronger and so much more intense. And now I, I trust my intuition when it comes to all aspects of my life, including financially, which is the hardest one that it's ever been to like, let go of the control over and to say, okay, universe, I trust you. We're doing the damn thing. You'll provide for me the resources that I need when I need them. And I trust my service. I trust my my devotion to my service. I trust my purpose and we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out along the way. I also trust my capabilities. Um, so that has been, it has been one hell of a year at this time last year, I was working at a brewery and teaching yoga classes on my parents, um, like porch (laughs) and, I loved that chapter of my life. Do not get me wrong. Like I loved that chapter of my life. I loved the brewery. I loved the people that worked there. I loved that I could be playful. I loved how much they valued me. Like I really did feel valued there and appreciated as a human being, which like I have endless gratitude for that. 
and uh, like the yoga classes on my parents' porch, it was fucking magical. Like my mom made us cookies one day (laughs) for that. They were ready. As soon as we finished class, like she came outside after Shavasana with some fucking cookies. Like, are you kidding me? Are we in paradise? I don't know. So anywho, that was where I was at, at this time last year. And Since then, um, in September of last year, I quit my job. And since then, I've been on a journey of exploration, of travel, of a lot of fuck-ups, a lot of quote-unquote fuck-ups, a lot of being brought to my knees by like life in the universe, a lot of heartbreak, um, a lot of deep sadness, a lot of really having to be real with my inner child and my belief systems. And look myself in the mirror and do shadow work. A lot of this year has been fucking shadow work. Everything comes back to shadow work all the time. Um, And like the willingness to just show up for yourself during those times. And so I have been in devotion to doing the damn work, looking myself in the mirror, looking at anything that blocks me from receiving my dreams and saying, staying in union with my intuition. When my intuition delivers me an action, I take it even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's fucking scary, even when I'm like, wait, how in the actual fuck I do it. And it's been the scariest journey of my life to be completely honest, because it's been completely unknown. And especially financially when I'm like, how the hell am I going to do this? But you know what y'all the universe provides (laughs) things have just kind of fucking worked out and it's been miraculous many, many, many times miraculous. And, um, now where I'm at in life is I just went through a deep shadow period in Mexico city. Before that, I went through a deep shadow period in San Diego. Um, if y'all don't know the story, or if you do know the story, the first place I moved into in San Diego was, um, haunted. The second place I found a dead body on my front porch. The first day I moved in and had to like do resuscitations and like intuitively guide her soul to the other side. Um, and the third place I moved into, I had black mold. So I had to throw away 100% of my material possessions, my clothes, my shoes, my furniture, um, all of the things. And so now here I am in Puerto Escondido. Well, I mean, I'm close by, I'm close by. I'm an hour. I miss it though. I can't lie. I miss it. I miss home. Um, I'm an hour from Puerto. I'm in a little beach town called Zipolite. It's a nude beach town and I'm at a clothing optional guest house. (laughs) I'm living, I'm living my damn life. But anywho, um, I just bought land in Puerto to build a retreat center. And this has been my dream forever and ever and ever is to have a retreat center, is to have a community space, is to have this third space that feels safe and supportive to every soul that steps foot there. That's what I want to create in the physical. And I felt that so deeply for since I was in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a cafe. And then I started traveling a little bit. I was like, oh, I'll have a cafe guest house. Um, And then the vision has just evolved so much and it's shifted as I have which has been really cool to witness, but now I officially uh, made the first payment for the land. So that has happened. That has happened. And so much has happened in between. But four months ago, I was moving my shit out of my apartment in San Diego, um, like so sick, 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 sick from the black mold poisoning. And I had a mask on. I had to pack up an entire apartment by myself in two days um, with a little help from a friend named Derek. Thank you, Derek, for helping me. Like you are the, you're the real one. Oh, and my friend Steph helped me as well. I got to give him credit. (laughs) And so anywho, like packing up an entire apartment basically by myself in a day, a day and a half. I couldn't do it in a day. It ended up taking two days, but, um, that was where I was at four months ago on my fucking knees full of, um, overwhelm. (laughs) I sold my car to pay off my credit card debt. Like 
I was literally like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Because I received this intuitive nudge to be brought to San Diego, right? Like it wasn't like I went to San Diego randomly. I went there because I felt the intuitive pull to go there. And then everything went to shit. And I was like, oh my God, what the, oh my universe, oh my Lanta, what the hell is happening? Um, And now everything is beginning to make sense. And same with that shadow period in Mexico city. I literally sat on the floor in my bathroom and cried for like two months and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. Ah, I like help, help, help. Um, and one thing that I like repeated over and over and over again, when I was in Mexico city was, this mantra of God, please guide me. God, please show me the way. And I was in such deep devotion to my service at the time. I mean, I still am. My service is what guides me every day. And as soon as I kind of released the control of gripping and overwhelm and da 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 da, all these stories I told myself in my head, I allowed myself the freedom to get back in touch with my intuition, because when we're in a state of fear, we're slightly detached from this. Sorry, I have some hiccups happening. Um, We can be detached from our intuition. So we have to consciously come back to our intuition and to our highest self every single day. And that was my mission when I was in Mexico City. And in San Diego was Allie. I know this shit is happening every single day. You have to try to come back to your highest self. And eventually I got to a point where it wasn't trying anymore, where it's just every single day I came back to my highest self. And that's where a lot of the work was. It was in allowing myself to feel the emotions so that they could dissolve so that my highest self could come back in. But it's not, it wasn't an easy journey. It wasn't necessarily uh, pleasurable. I wouldn't say 10 out of 10 would recommend joyful times. I would say a bitch was crying on the bathroom floor for a lot of it. And then things dissolved and then it got easier. And then my highest self was like, let's fucking party. And now my highest self is like, oh, I'm so glad you did this work because now we can just party together all the time. And of course there will be seasons of deep sadness and deep overwhelm and deep shadow work, but that's all a part of the journey. And that inherently brings us back to our intuition. And so I don't want to devalue that season of life. Like that season of shadow work and of darkness is just as important as those seasons of flow. Because we have these seasons when we're like in such deep alignment with our highest self, with our intuition, and everything's flowing, everything's working out for us. And they're just as valuable as our shadow work seasons. And in the spiritual community, there's a lot of, um, there's not a lot of talk about how important shadow work is and how we all move through it. There is this concept of spiritual bypassing. And I feel like now it's starting to be broken down a little bit, thankfully. And I'm happy to be a part of that because spiritual bypassing, in my opinion, is absolute bullshit. Like you can't, (laughs) you can't ignore your fucking emotions and then expect to attract all this dream life that you've been creating for yourself. It's just not going to happen because these emotions are going to cause the abandonment of parts of yourself. They're going to cause the betrayal, self-betrayal in order for you to move quote unquote forward and to stay in a quote unquote high vibration. You have to let go of parts of you. And that's not what we're doing here. That's not what this is about. Like on this show and this podcast with me here as a guide, we are not letting any parts of ourselves go. They are coming with us and Therefore, we have to be present with them. So a lot of intuitive cultivation is actually with our willingness to commit to all parts of ourselves. Because when we have these emotional blockages in our body, in our energy body, we are actually separating ourselves from our intuition. So let's talk a little bit about that. The body really holds so much knowledge. It holds so much wisdom, especially like a a body. I mean, all bodies are beautiful and, and knowledgeable. And there is this aspect of the knowledge of the womb and bodies with that womb space, um, 
or like with that feeling of connection to that womb energy, to that lunar energy, because the lunar energy, which is also known as the quote unquote feminine energy is, um, is the mystical. It is our intuitive self. It is our, it is the darkness. It is our emotions. It is chaos. It is (laughs) the nurturing parts of us. And that is a really important aspect for us to learn how to be in touch with. And I find that there is so much shame simultaneously with the energy of the womb, right? And I mean, just look at what's fucking happening in the United States at the moment surrounding um, like the rights of people with uteruses, uteri, uteruses. I don't know the plural, please forgive me. Um, but just surrounding like the right to choose for your body. And there's been so much shame for the, that part of us. And it's really sad and disempowering. And there is trauma that is stored in our womb that's passed down generationally. And it might not be, I say this all the time, it might not be ours. It might not be our wounds, but if it lives within us, then it's ours to heal. And we deserve to heal these places and spaces of us so that we can more deeply cultivate lives that are beautiful and expansive and are aligned with our highest self and are aligned with our dreams. And that's really what I want for each and every one of us is to know that anything is fucking possible. Number one, and you're possible and you're capable of creating that for yourself. And also we have to come back into presence with our bodies. So if you are somebody who has a womb, there are two sides to this. The one is the, the wounding and the other is the power. And often suppression, repression happens when there's something to be feared. And that something to be feared is our power. Let me just say that one more time. That something to be feared is our power because that is so much power that lives within our womb space. And it is also the space of the unknown. And because the intuition is not, is not known, it's not predictable, doesn't make logical sense. Right. And our egos can be like, oh no, suppress, 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 suppress. And how fucking funny is it that individuals with wombs have often been suppressed societally. So With that, I invite you to connect more deeply to your power in that space. And if you are not an individual with a womb, know that I am holding you as well through this. And also, it's really important um, to, to acknowledge the power in those that do have wombs with love and reverence and not in a way that makes that superior in any way, shape or form, but in a way that just acknowledges because we all have our own individual power. And, um, some people have had that power taken from them societally and a part of the healing happens through acknowledgement and through love and appreciation. So with that, let's continue talking about intuition. Okay. So, Yes, a lot of wisdom lives in this womb space and it's just the energetics of it too. So with or without a womb, we're talking about the same energetic center. It's the center of creativity, of um, reproduction, of creation, and it's a really special sacred space within us. And a lot of us um, know this as our gut instinct, right? Like, oh, trust your gut. Yeah. There's a reason for that. There's a reason why we say that. And it's, that's our sacral center. And even in, um, 
like human design, there are certain beings that are sacral beings. I personally am a sacral being. So what that means is I know yes or no. If you ask me a yes or no question, I can feel the answer intuitively in my gut. And I know immediately. And there are other beings that need time to process, that need to remove themselves from a certain environment to like reconnect with themselves. And there are other people that just know right away. No answer is right or wrong. Um, And also, it's just important for us to know ourselves and to know how we connect to our intuition. So with that, there's also our third eye chakra, which is right above our eyebrows or right in between our eyebrows. Um, So there is some research that says that it's right between our eyebrows. I personally feel that my third eye, I can see it (laughs) when I look at myself, um, like the way it opens. There's a little divot about an inch above my, my eyebrows. And that's where I feel that mine is. And I just feel the sensation too, when I'm in meditation. So honoring that guidance and honoring, oh, this is where mine is. Perfect. Amazing. And that's, what's most important, right? It's learning how to not fight ourselves for the wisdom that exists within us. That's really what intuition is. It's learning how to not fight ourselves for the wisdom that exists within us and learning how to say, oh, that doesn't make any sense, but I feel it, but I feel it. And that's okay too. We're safe to go there. We're safe to figure it out. And we'll talk more about that. So anywho, third eye space, our third eye is one of the chakras that are connected more to, um, to divinity, to heaven, to spirit. And so this third eye is our union of, of, divinity within ourselves. It's our connection to our highest self. Also, this chakra center is, I always say this to people, you know, there's only so much space that can exist in here. We think that we're going to be super intuitive, but holy shit, we're really busy worrying about all of the things in the world. So of course, we're not going to have a fucking connection to our intuition. Our intuition doesn't have any space to exist because we're so damn busy taking up all the fucking space running the past in our minds, running the future in our minds, and we can't stop the wheels from turning for one fucking second to allow our intuition to drop in. And our intuition lives in a space of stillness. It lives in a space of spaciousness. So we have to learn how to consciously cultivate that within us in order to allow that spaciousness to to invite in our intuition. So that's what I mean when I was in this period of shadow work in Mexico city and in DFA, I really had to cultivate that space of stillness within me because my mind was processing so many emotions that, and so many thoughts and so many realizations and so much inner child healing work and so much, um, like past life healing stuff. And that my mind was like, oh my gosh, it's going to explode. So I had to really carve out that space And in that space, sometimes my intuition was like, yeah, I'll party with you. Or my highest self was like, yeah, I'll party with you. And sometimes it was like, oh, hell no, not right now. Like, but just keep creating the space. So that was my only job was keep creating the space, keep creating the space and then allow it to come in when it comes in and trust that it's going to fucking come in. Trust, trust, trust over and over and over again, even when it fucking is so hard to do when nothing makes sense and everything hurts that's when you trust. That's when you trust the most. And that's when the universe is like, Ooh, look at that motherfucker go, you know? And then that's where the magic happens. So, and I honestly believe that that's what's happening. That's what's happening with me. Like the universe is like, Holy shit. Look at this angel doing this service thing and like really committing to showing up for herself, really committing to the devotion of, yes, I will I will be here to create the space for my highest self to come through when it's ready, when she's ready to drop in. And I have been so deep in that devotion that I'm now understanding, okay, this, this is all unfolding the way that it was always meant to. And my intuition, when it quote unquote, led me astray, or when it led me to pain, it was actually here to lead me to this moment and everything makes sense now. So anywho, when our third eyes are really busy, it can be hard for our intuition to drop in and give us guidance, give us direction. And in our sacral space, 
that is the space where one of my teachers um, shared this, that and it really resonated in terms of this creation energy, this co-creation energy, this manifestation energy, the sacral space where um, is right below our belly button. That is where God exists within us. That is where the universe and the cosmos and the magic and the miracles exist within us. And to tap into that is really powerful, is really fucking powerful. And also the sacral is in the physical realm. So the last three, the lower three chakras are all in the physical realm. So remember the lower three are physical. The top three are, um, like more spiritual divine. And then our heart is the bridge between the two. So one of these intuitive energy centers is, um, more quote unquote divine. One is quote unquote more earthly, more physical. And it's just about finding what resonates for us. How do we know? How do we process? How do we tune into our own intuition? And what is intuition to even begin the conversation? Intuition is our my opinion, my understanding of it is it's our connection to our inner guidance system. It's our connection to our highest self into an intelligence greater than us. And that can mean a lot of things that can mean past life knowledge that can mean, um, connection to God source that can mean connection to the angels that can mean channeling different energies or, um, entities, but, or not necessarily channeling them, but connecting to them and receiving the guidance. And our intuition is designed to guide us in a way that makes sense to only us in a way that is natural for us. And I think that's a part of the magic. It's our job to decipher and understand how the universe is communicating through us, is communicating to us and through us. And these intuitive messages are to support our own evolution. They can also be for protection of ourselves or loved ones. It can be for guidance, for um, evolution of other people for supporting other people. But I find that, um, when we, when we learn how to connect to our intuition, it's mostly for us. It's mostly for us. And of course there are exceptions to that in terms of like some, the way that some people were initiated into mediumship and, um, or channeling, but, that is slightly separate because when we channel, we're actually embodying other energies and our intuition is our highest self. So the highest self is what we're embodying. Whereas when we're channeling, for example, when I channel Reiki energy or when I'm channeling um, other energies or angels for mediumship, that is the embodiment of the other energy. And I trust my intuition for the communication of how that is meant to be uh, shared, but it's in my highest self is facilitating the conversation, but it's really from a different plane. Whereas this is, this is getting really spiritual for a minute, but it's important to decipher the two and intuition for the third eye is in union with our highest self. Okay. Whereas channeling through the crown is channeling other entities, other energies um, of the greatest good for the highest good, I hope, of course, and allowing those energies and entities to speak through you on the, in the physical. All right. So intuition, connection to highest self, inner guidance system, and learning how to trust that, of course, is a whole different thing. So somebody asked me, responding to one of my last emails, how do you begin connecting with your intuition? Well, good question. <laughs> good question, mom. My mom asked me this question. Love her so much. Um, how do you begin connecting to your intuition? So I want to talk to you about the four clairs. We have clear audience, which is our hearing, our ability to hear intuitively, intuitive messages through the channel of hearing. We have clairvoyance, which is intuitive messages through visions. We have clairsentience, which is cl uh, intuitive messages through our body and our feelings. And we have claircognizance, which is our intuitive messages through knowing, just a knowingness. And it, it's so beautiful that 
we have these four different channels, right? Because when you think about it and we think about intuitive beings and how they are, how they operate in just the societal construct of intuition, we think, oh my gosh, I should be seeing visions. I'm not seeing visions. Am I broken? Is my my intuition broken? No, it's not broken. We all have our own channels and it's like a a radio dial, right? We have to learn how to turn those, those channels up a little bit from time to time, from here and there when we're ready for it. And I've found that the more I turn up certain dials, the others open. And I'm like, whoa, this is new. <laughs> so I first began receiving intuitive messages through my body. And I'll share with you what that journey has looked like for me. And this was began, um, well, when I was really conscious of intuitive messages and how that was unfolding was when I began my Reiki journey. And in Reiki sessions, I would feel things in different parts of my body. I would get chills. Um, My whole life, I've gotten chills. And that's a clairsentience. That's a feeling. And also, I realized that the angels would try to communicate with me and like ascended masters and um, God, the universe would try to communicate with me through different parts of my body and what that meant to me. Because Also, one thing that I've always loved and been super interested in is the emotional, spiritual connection of the different parts of the body. So for those of you that don't know, I was pre-med in college or I had to focus on pre-med and I love the body. I love like bio psychology. I love um, anatomy. I love how all of this stuff works. I love how the brain works and I just found it so fascinating with my own health journey, how connected the emotional, spiritual aspects of the body were in my own life. And I was like, holy shit, this is fucking transformative. And that is how a huge part of how I healed um, from my medical trauma that I had when I was living in Mexico six years ago. And that was um, with like paralysis. I had paralysis on one side of my body. And I had a lot of long-term side effects. So I had to go into the energetics of that and understand, okay, what's going on here and unpack the emotional connection to those parts of my body. And that led me to very deep healing. So say now, here we go, flash forward um, to doing Reiki sessions and I would receive sharp pains or sensations for like a millisecond in different parts of my body. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? And I started to realize, okay, the universe is actually communicating with me or God is communicating with me, whatever word you're comfortable with, the angels, um, whoever's communicating with me, something's communicating with me um, through my highest self about what the client needed in those moments. So there were oftentimes, say, for example, I got a sharp pain in my left knee. Okay. The left side of the body is connected to our lunar essence, our being, our nurturing, our intuition, our surrender, our um, chaos. And this is the quote unquote feminine side of us, right? And the knee is representative of flexibility and moving forwards in life because the legs are all about forward movement, putting one step in front of the other, taking one step and putting your feet in front of each other. (laughs) How are the words on the last sentence there? Did we do okay? Um, And so when I would get a sharp pain there, I would know, okay, there's some resistance or constriction here in this energy center. Okay. And then um, if I say, for example, I was working in the heart chakra and then I received this pain in my knee. Okay. There's some sort of resentment. There's some sort of resentment for this way of being. And the left side can also be connected to the mother. It can be connected to um, like maternal grandparents, you know? So there are so many questions then in those moments where I could gain deeper clarity and insight about what was going on so that I could support the client through it more profoundly. And then these messages would begin to unfold little by little by little through the different parts of my body. And when it was a yes, I would feel that in my sacral. Cause remember I can ask yes or no. And I feel it in my sacral. And, um, 
it's just really magical to watch the unfolding. So as I would do more Reiki sessions, I would get communications in different parts of my body. And my knowledge was just constantly growing because I was so curious. I was like, oh, I had this ses- this sensation in my ear, or I had this sensation in my nose or like random parts of the body, you know? So that was how that began to unfold. And as I'd studied more, the universe knew like, this is a great channel for her. And as soon as I started to turn that up, I got to get more comfortable with that because at first intuition was really uncomfortable for me. I was really afraid of it. So as I started to turn up in my body, because that is really the, um, the one where we oftentimes feel most safe because it's not the visuals. Visuals can be a little scary or overwhelming. The hearing we're like, what the fuck? And the knowing is like, oh, there's something wrong with me. That's not logical. So for a lot of us who are more scared, um, we might feel it in our bodies first because it's a great entryway for us to get more comfortable with this sensation of, oh, okay, there's something that's happening here energetically. And it really is just an energetic feeling. You know, when you get the chills, when something happens or somebody says something and you're like, yes, yes. And then you get the chills and you're like, yes, yes, I got the chills. I know it's true. (laughs) And it's that feeling, right? Of yes. And it takes a little bit more time. There's more time and integration in the physical feelings of clairsentience. So I always recommend starting with the body in terms of when you're tapping into your intuition. Also, because um, there's so much knowledge that our body holds and there's so much magic and our bodies are fucking deep. (laughs) And I could go on and on and on and on about the body, but the body is also like the storehouse of the subconscious mind. And the more awareness we bring to our subconscious, the more space we create for our intuition, the more awareness we bring to our bodies, the more space we bring to allow our intuition to drop in. So a bot, the body is a great place for us to start. And even say, for example, you have tension in your shoulders bringing awareness there. Okay. What does this tension mean for me? Okay. All right. Intuition. Will you just let me know what's happening in my shoulders at this moment? What am I holding on to? What weight of the world am I carrying? And how can you support me in letting that go? Intuition. Will you let me know what my next best action is to let this go? And to just begin by asking questions. And see what it feels like. See how you receive. See how you respond. And don't expect like, okay, I'm going to ask this question. Then all of a sudden the floodgate's going to open. I'm going to receive all of these messages. It's going to be great. I'm going to be connected with my intuition again. It's a slow process. And my friend um, Chantal says this really well, but it's about building a relationship. You build a relationship with your intuition. So you have to allow your intuition, the time and energy and space it takes to build that trust. There's trust there, right? So surrendering to the process and not giving up on your intuition, not giving up on the process, not giving up on your ability to quote unquote, get there, to arrive there. It's going to happen. It just takes time. It takes time and devotion. And I promise you, it's such a beautiful fucking journey even when you don't know, even when it's like, oh, this is so far out for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm doing something wrong. It's about the journey. And there's so much to be learned along the way. And when you can find the joy in that, and when you can find the comfort and the peace and the trust, and I don't know right now, I promise you, I promise you clarity is just around the fucking corner. Even when you don't know, even when you don't know. So, and that's a part of the process too. I still have dark nights where I'm like, I don't know what, what comes next. I mean, dark as in like, I can't see intuitively right now. Um, or I don't know what's happening or I don't know how it's happening, but I trust. And that's a part of the process. There's nothing wrong with you because you don't have clarity right now. Right? Like it will come, it will fucking come. We all go through that. Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that, that we all go through that and that there's nothing wrong with you <laughs> and that um, not all intuitive people are just born with the ability to see dead people. Like this intuitive gift that I have developed for myself has been 
just that. It's been developed over years and years and years and years. And now I have an unwavering faith in my intuition. Like, okay, intuition, you say that? No problem. I'll get my ass out of bed and I'll go walk right to the beach to meet this person that I didn't know I was going to need to be to meet that literally brought me to the land that I bought. Um, yes, sure. No problem. I will go. <laughs> so there are crazy fucking stories that I have about times that I've trusted my intuition because I've learned how to cultivate that trust and be like, oh, okay, it will always lead me to where I'm meant to go, even when it doesn't make any fucking sense. So Anywho, um, starting with the body is really great. And then when you open up one channel, it can also lead to the opening of the other channels, which is something that's been really cool for me to witness within myself, because the more I opened up to clairsentience and dove into the knowledge of the body, the more my claircognizance, my knowingness would come through. And I would learn how to trust that And claircognizance is like, it's lightning fast, right? You understand what the message is. Whereas Claire audience, when you hear, you, there is some deciphering. Claire um, voyance, when you see, there is some deciphering, right? So there's the time in between. And just like we talked about with Claire sentience, Claire cognizance, on the other hand, with the knowingness, there's no time in between. It's lightning fast and you fucking know. And that for me has been one of the most interesting ones to develop because it often, our, our intuition doesn't often make sense. So I'm like a very logical person. I have six planets in Capricorn. I am logical, practical. Practical is like the, the key buzzword when it comes to Capricorn. Practical. Um, hi, I'm just following my intuition. Don't worry about it. So uh, yeah, learning how to live more in the mystical and kind of say, okay, practical, I value you. I honor you. And also in this moment, I'm choosing to follow my intuition. I promise I will like, I will support you along the way as well. I'll do my best to make you feel safe. And that's been a journey for me, but a very beautiful one. And it's also opened up the more I've trusted my claircognizance, my knowingness, it's opened up my clairvoyance where I can see visions and that's been fucking magical as well. So they're all um, individual channels, but they're all connected. So when you choose to tap into one, often another responds, another uh, opens itself up as well. And Yes. I feel like that, that feels complete with that question. And then this is a question that came up multiple times on my IG poll. Uh, how do you distinguish your intuition versus anxiety? How to tell the difference between anxiety and intuition, how to um, identify your fear versus intuition, how to know the difference between intuition and fear. Yes. <laughs> same, 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 same vibe. So I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions. And how to identify the difference between fear and intuition. So I will tell you a story. I'm a big storyteller today. I'm just feeling like, shoot the shit, tell a story. Don't mind me having some water. I wonder if you heard that gulp. Let it live, kids. Girl's got to drink. Girl's got to drink her water. All right. Um, intuition, anxiety or fear. We're going to use them interchangeably in this for the purpose of these questions. And when I was in Chile back in 2015, I think it was when I was studying abroad, I went out with some friends. We went to a bar and um, we're out to clubs or bars or whatever. This was, I was in college kids. I was fucking 21 years old. And I we got in a taxi to drive home. I was the last person to be dropped off. So there were um, like three or four people in the taxi with me, my friends, and they were, they lived closer to the bar. They were dropped off first. I was the last one. The taxi driver was really creepy. Number one. Um, and after everyone got out of the car, he was threatening me. And he kept saying that he had fantasies about raping, sorry, trigger warning, um, trigger warning, sexual assault. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, but he had fantasies about raping a gringa that looked like me. And 
he's dreamt it and he was going in details about the dream and like where it was going to happen and how it was going to happen. And he said that this was fulfilling his, his fantasies. And in that moment, I was like, holy shit, number one. And, um, trigger warning again, sexual assault, but I had been sexually assaulted, um, like less than a year before this was happening. So that was really real for me. And what ended up happening in my body was I, you know, this was the first experience where I had, where I was like, God took over me. Something happened. There were angels present. Like I, to explain it, I'm not quite sure if I can explain like the metaphysical aspect, but I can explain what happened with me and through me. And we're having this conversation in Spanish. I was, um, I had just arrived in Chile and my Spanish was absolute shit. I didn't speak for the first like three months because I spoke so poorly. Like I didn't really know how to speak Spanish. And what happened in that moment was I felt complete. I, at first panic, panic washed over me and then absolute peace washed over me. And I felt like I went to a different dimension. My conscious mind was not present and I was speaking perfect Spanish and I knew, I just fucking knew that he had a 13 year old daughter. And so I started asking him very specific questions and even just telling you the story. I have full body chills. I started asking him very specific questions about his daughter and how he would feel if his daughter were in the same situation as me. And I couldn't tell you all of the questions that I was asking him, but they were very specific. And and I just, I knew, I knew all of these random ass things and I didn't know how the fuck I knew them. And my conscious mind, like I said, took a back seat, but I was still observing what was happening in the situation. And, um, it was wild to say the least. And, and there was no attachment to fear or overwhelm or emotions in that moment. I was just very, very, very deeply present. Like I was channeling an angel. Like I was channeling a different version of myself or, or somebody else or something else. And it was, I felt this sensation on like my shoulders of angels on my shoulders, like where I felt like somebody had their two hands on my shoulders. I felt like I was very deeply protected and I ended up like talking this guy out of that. And I was locked in the backseat. I was locked in the backseat and I convinced him to just let me out. And he just let me out. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And obviously like after I got out of the car, then I started to feel a bit of anxiety and overwhelm. And I was like, what the fuck just happened in the processing of that experience. But when I was in the car, I didn't feel emotions. I just felt like a clear channel. And what that felt like to me was I felt grounded. I felt open. I felt safe. I felt supported. I felt like I I knew the answers. I felt like I didn't have to think. I didn't have to think. There was no conscious thought. And I felt um, very, very clear and very like receptive and warm. And I felt my heart being just like a pure channel of light. And then, so I'm running home and I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I share this story with you because in that moment, when I was deeply, deeply, deeply connected to my intuition, I, I didn't have that attachment to fear. I didn't have that attachment to, um, to emotions. And when we have anxiety and when we have fear, we feel a lot, we feel a lot and we can ask ourselves, oh, is this feeling of fear, um, based on my ego? Yes or no. Is this feeling of fear here to protect me? Yes or no. 
And you can also ask yourself, like, does this, is this conditioned? Because a lot of the fear that we have in this life is conditioned. And when we are in union with our intuition and we're asking ourselves about the fear and we're getting curious about the fear, we can tune into our bodies. Often, if we feel um, like, how do I, do I feel safe doing this? And then we can ask why, why, why do I feel safe or do I not feel safe? And it's just a, a series of getting curious with ourselves. But I find that when it comes to anxiety, we feel it in our solar plexus very often, which is the energy center right above our sacral. And that feels like in terms of anxiety about a certain event or about something that um, it that is feeling overwhelming and very deeply emotional to us and fearful, we can kind of feel that twisting in our solar plexus. And that can be to protect us intuitively, but oftentimes it is conditioned. Oftentimes it's intertwined with our ego. Oftentimes it's intertwined with our conditioning. If we feel it in our sacral, in our lower um, sacral area, right below our belly button, that sense of no, this isn't safe. It often doesn't feel as, um, as heavy. It just feels like, okay because it's not connected to all the emotions and the associations. When we connect to our intuition, it doesn't have associations with it. It doesn't have stories. It doesn't have um, all of the, the webs and the intertwined stories and conditioning and the, the, the weight of it in the same way that our egoic conditioning does. So it's not going to feel as heavy it's not going to feel as physiologically overwhelming. It's not going to feel as um, as emotionally deep. It's going to feel warm and supportive. It's going to feel expansive in the heart. It's going to feel like your body is grounded. And another way to distinguish that is, am I in fight or flight? When I ask these questions, because fight or flight And our survival response is often initiated out of, out of fear. So when you ask yourself, am I safe? And then automatically you go into fight or flight. That is uh, the physiological response of there are big webs of stories surrounding this question. And also sometimes it's just important to honor the fucking fear that's coming up to honor the anxiety. And like, I feel like to be honest in this moment, I used to be able to answer this question, no problem. But in this moment, I'm feeling slightly different because regardless of whether it's intuition or fear, we have to get curious about where it comes from. We have to get curious about why that fear is so strong within us. So if we're automatically triggered into fight or flight, our nervous system uh, is really telling us I'm not safe here. So if you continue to do something that doesn't feel safe to your body, it's not going to be in alignment with your highest self. We have to learn how to regulate our nervous system. So if you're feeling fear and if you're feeling anxiety, we have to learn how to cultivate that presence with that. And then we can uncover what is intuition. But until we learn how to be present with the fears first, it's going to be really hard for us to to root ourselves and ground ourselves into an intuitive space. Because as we talked about, intuition comes from a place of spaciousness. It comes from a place of stillness. And when we're feeling anxiety and when we're feeling fear, we're not in that that space of stillness. So in order to get the answers about why the fear is here or why the anxiety is here, or if it's fear or intuition, we have to cultivate that space of stillness to ask the questions, which means getting curious about the fear first and saying, I see you, I acknowledge you. Let's like, let's talk about it and have a dialogue. I know this sounds fucking crazy. Have a dialogue with that fear, have that dialogue with that part of you that is feeling the fear and that's feeling the overwhelm. And then you can get more clarity about that. But it's not always about like, 
I have to know right now if this is my fear or my intuition. Sometimes it's about, okay, I just need to understand this fear a little bit better and it'll guide me back to my intuition. And there are, but regardless of whether it's fear or intuition, it still deserves to be honored. Your fear. If it feels like fear and you don't know if it's intuition, the fear deserves to be honored. And from that place, when you honor that fear, you can then uncover the intuition. But yeah, it is connected to emotions and um, the way we process Um, intuition feels warm. It feels expansive. It feels open. It feels grounding. It feels safe. Fear doesn't. Fear is deeply associated with stories, with conditioning, with um, narratives, with belief systems, and with the weight of the webs of all of the um, all of the the stories that we create about it. So that's my answer to that question. But be present with the fear. Don't push the fear away. That's I really want to hammer that in. I think the way I used to answer this, like, wasn't, didn't honor the fear enough because if it feels like fear and if it feels like anxiety in your body, it's there for a reason and it can guide you back to your intuition with presence, with love, with creating the spaciousness, with honoring that part of you. And the last question I have is blocks to intuition. So, Y'all, there are so many different ways to block your intuition. Anytime you do, <laughs> and honestly, I think removing blocks is the best way to get, for us to get in touch with our intuition. Because so many times, it's people ask, "Oh my gosh, how do I get in touch with my intuition? What do, what do I need to do?" And often, it's the answer is what you need to not do, what you need to stop doing, because as we talked about, intuition is from a space of spaciousness, of stillness. When you stop doing something, you are literally creating energetic space within you. When you stop doing something that's blocking you, you're creating the space for intuition to drop in. And so, I mean, when I teach about the third eye, when I teach about intuition, I always say, you know better what is blocking your intuition than I do. I can give you a list of all the things that could potentially block intuition, but I guarantee when I ask you, what is blocking your intuition? How many things come up? How many things come up? And they can be, like for me, alcohol, weed, any substances, um, but also not honoring my boundaries not honoring my energy, saying yes when I want to say no, spending too much time with people, um, spending too much time with people, people that I don't want to be around for that long. And honestly, I'm a very introverted person. I need a lot of alone time and that's okay. But I always, I don't always know how to ask for that, right? It's uncomfortable. So yes. So spending too much time with people, um, not spending enough time in nature, trying to work too much, trying to make everything make sense, um, being stubborn, being frustrated. Uh, those are two of my like not self qualities in human design. Uh, being frustrated is actually my not self quality. And so when I allow myself to get frustrated, it closes my energy centers. It's just like, boop, close, you're closed, you're done. So I have to be very conscious of that. What else? Um, really, a lot of mine is as other people, is how I honor or don't honor my energy. And boundaries is huge. And of course, like I love everybody in my life. And also, and also, I know what I need to be aligned with my intuition. And that means having very strict boundaries. Um, another way that I can block my intuition is spending too much time on social media is answering, um, texts or phone calls when I don't want to answer them, um, being on my phone too much, being on technology too much, over committing myself, um, eating foods that are like emotional eating, eating foods that aren't in alignment with my highest self, not exercising, um, 
that literally so much, there are so many ways I block my intuition. There's so many ways we all do and not journaling, um, not taking care of myself, not choosing myself. Um, there's a lot in terms of like romantic relationships. The last relationship I was in, I knew it wasn't the right relationship because being with him took me away from my intuition. Like, duh, of course. And in that relationship and in the ending of that relationship, I realized I can never have a relationship again that brings me away from my intuition because my intuition is the most important thing I have to me. And so any relationship I cultivate moving forward has to be supportive to make me love myself more, to make me feel more grounded in my being, to make me feel more embodied. So relationships are huge for me. And honoring that boundary is huge for my intuition. And it's not always easy, right? Like I'm human. I want to be loved. I want to be held. I want to be, um, yeah. I mean, I get lonely. I'm a very independent person. I still get lonely. And also it's non-negotiable for me at this point right now. Not even like you can't have my body, you can't hold me, you can't touch me, you can't be in my energy vortex because our energy it, body is constantly receiving energy of the people that are closest to us. So if you're within six feet of somebody, you're actually absorbing their energy. You are, if you sleep next to somebody, your energy is not completely at rest. Your energy is absorbing the person next to you and regulating that energy as well as your own. So that's been a journey for me, but that's one of the biggest things that um, I'm learning at this in this chapter of my life. And I'm trying to think of anything else for me personally, but I, I share from my own perspective as opposed to saying, this is what you need to do because I believe that you know what to do and I trust you to figure it out. I trust you to learn how to lean into your intuition about what is blocking me in this moment, because you can have a perfect yoga practice. You can have like, quote unquote, perfect. You can do yoga every day. You can work out every day. You can be in nature every day. Um, but if you're not honoring your boundaries at work, or if you're not honoring your boundaries in certain relationships, or if you're not, um, or if you're drinking, alcohol, when it doesn't feel good to your mind, body, and soul, that's the, the area of, of blockages. And these blockages lie in how we self-sabotage because when we're self-sabotaging, we're taking ourselves away from our highest self. We are asserting a narrative. We are confirming a narrative that we are not worthy. And when we confirm a narrative that we are not worthy, we are blocking the access to divinity because we're saying we're not worthy. We're not worthy of feeling good. How do we receive? We feel good. We surrender. We trust. We own ourselves. We connect to our highest selves. We know we, we are deserving. And we can't do that when we're self-sabotaging. So any areas in which you're self-sabotaging are also going to be connected to any blocks in intu intuition. And yeah, but I would be very present about how you feel, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel bad. What makes you feel bad is going to be blocking your intuition because as we rise in our vibration, as we raise our vibration, as we rise as individuals, um, we'll notice that we're more in alignment with our highest self, with a higher vibration, of course, and it feels good right? That's the best way to raise your vibration is to feel good. So if it's not in alignment with feeling good, then it has to go. And the more you let go of what blocks you, the more you let go of what doesn't feel good, the more connected you'll be to your intuition, the more open you'll be to embodying your highest self, and the more you'll attract miracles into your life, like crazy fucking miracles. I mean, that my experience with buying property in Mexico was literally a fucking miracle. It's a fucking, there's no other way to describe it. It was a fucking miracle and magic, like absolute magic. And I will talk more about that on a podcast episode when I do, 
some, a full layout of the past year of my life or whatnot. To be honest, I recorded that episode, but it was just like a jumble rumble and it didn't feel very serving to y'all. So I want to talk about these experiences in more um, like exemplatory ways that make sense in connection also offer teachings as opposed to just being like, this was the last year of my life, um, which I tried, but I was like, this is kind of boring, but last year of my life was fucking crazy. So I'd love to share with y'all um, in different, in different, in a different way. So still figuring out what that's going to look like, but anywho, yeah, it's like you become a magnet for miracles when you decide no to the things that don't serve you, the things that don't fucking feel good. And that's like, that's the best way to unblock your intuition is to say no to the things that don't feel good. Alrighty. Alrighty, Rue. Um, those are all of the questions that we have for the time being about intuition. I love you all. Um, I might make some sort of a free resource at some point. I thought I was going to do a little something, something coming soon, but, um, life got a little crazy. The whole property thing happened and one thing led to another. And I was like, Whoa, I am short of time because I'm having, um, so much fun buying property and figuring everything out and living my life here. And you know what? I deserve that. And so I hope that this has been helpful for you. I love you all. You're all beautiful, magnetic, magical creatures on this earth. And I'm so thankful for your time, for your energy to tune into Bad Witches Only. I'm your host, Ali Schlenner. I love you to the moon and back. Happy, happy day. Any more questions you have about intuition, feel to, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Ali Aligns or um, send me an email if you'd like. Whatever fucking works, but I love you. Peace out. Any questions you have about anything energetic, like I'm the energy queen and I'm happy to create a podcast or um, a YouTube vid for you answering any questions you have. Mwah.